Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me tonight Sir Michael. Hello. And myself. Timothy. Hello. We're a book club of games. But not today. Today, we are going to do Not E3 2020. What does that mean? We will go through the platform holders and we will go through a few choice publishers. And we'll probably have to do another one of these in a month's time because everything's going to change. That's... Just, I'm just predicting this based on, you know, previous experience where we record something and the day after we record, but before I've even edited it, new news comes out. But that's the nature of the podcast. If there was no new news, we wouldn't be here. I guess there's always new news. And one day, future Mike would just say, sod this, I'm going to record the new news now. What? What, what does that mean? You would just do a little five minute recording because you were just so put out by being late. I've done it before. So he'll do it again. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. So let's start. PS5. This is one where last week, <laughs> this is this is a prime example of one where we recorded the main app podcast last month, and literally the day after, there was like PS5 announcement. Here's the PS5. Here's what it looks like. Here are the launch games. I was like, God damn it! But they did delay this a week, so they did the announcement. But at least they would they delayed themselves another week. Anyhow, there were many memes. Because, well, I personally think it looks kind of stupid. Because it looks like a... I just think it looks really impractical. It looks like you've gone back to the late 90s, when the PS1 has just come out, and said, please design us what the PS5 should look like in the future year of 2020. And someone would go, oh yeah, let's design this crazy curvy box. Because that's what things will look like in 2020. Does it matter what it looks like? Yes, because it's going to be really inconvenient to stack stuff on it. You can have it on its side. Whichever orientation, <laughs> which, whichever orientation you've got it in, it's not like flat, is it? It's got funny, curvy, angly bits. Because they don't want you to stack things on top of it. It's I want to leave the games that. on top of it. It's better than that, isn't it? It deserves better. Maybe that's their plan, yeah. So you think it looks fine? It'll be inside the cabinet. Do I care? <sighs> Whatever. It is quite long, though. It's surprisingly long. Yeah, actually, it is supposed to be really big, isn't it? As well. Yeah. Like, physically, dimension-wise, it is larger than the PS4. It's the largest PlayStation there has ever been. 
So it's just like a big curvy monstrosity. It's not even that curvy. It's just weird. It looks like it looks like someone with a ridiculous collar. And there are two versions. Should we talk about two versions? Yeah. With and without an optical drive. And the one with the optical drive is not symmetrical. Yet another reason to just say, ugh, disgusting. How has that happened? They're hoping that symmetry freaks will buy the one without the optical drive so that they can make the money from their online store. Was it an afterthought? The optical drive? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they are diminishing in importance. But I have bought the majority of games this generation as digital downloads. I think the last game I bought on disc was Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, which was ages ago. I mean, having said that, the digital downloads, terrible value for money, quite frankly. You know, buying games on disc, way cheaper, because you can get them, you know, secondhand, or they go on sale. The digital downloads for the consoles, very rarely on sale. If there's a sale, it's usually a minuscule amount, not good value. Compared to, say, Steam, you know, or other digital storefronts. But it's because it's a captive market. There's no, there's no competition, right, on the digital front, on the consoles. No. But if you're comparing to Steam, you're already... Well, that's not really fair. Well, it's not just Steam, or Epic, or Origin. So which one would you get? I'd probably get neither, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, too early, too early. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry to drop that bombshell. Yeah, maybe the one with the disc, if I was going to get one, just because I'd, I'd want the flexibility, to be honest. I don't want to be, I don't want to be beholden to their walled garden. I want the option to, to step out. But, yeah, most likely neither, for some time at least. Shall we talk about the games? Yeah, let's talk about the games. So, the most contentious one is GTA V. GTA V is now spanning three console generations, right? Because it was, it was PS3 and 360, and then they did that refreshed version on Xbox One, PS4. And now here it is again on the PS5. But that's not... I don't actually see why that's so shocking, in a way. Like, Skyrim has been around on everything as well, right? GTA V is just the new Skyrim. But why lead with it? Why lead everything? I mean, it is really good. To this day, it is really good. Are you playing GTA Online? No. But that's probably why they're leading with it, right? For people who are still playing it, it's because of GTA Online. Maybe, yeah. you know what? Maybe that's why they're leading with it. Maybe the loading times on GTA Online will finally be acceptable. Because <laughs> it's not that GTA Online wasn't fun. It's just that I could not stomach, like, two-minute loading times between each activity. It was just completely... I was spending more time loading than playing the game, you know? So maybe that's why they're leading with GTA 5, because they've got amazing loading speed now. It will only take 30 seconds to load. <laughs> so four times quicker. It should take like 300 milliseconds to load now or something, right? 
we'll see. Some of the games. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, which is a standalone expansion. I didn't play the PS4 Spider-Man game, so sorry. Don't really know what to think about this one. Okay. Horizon Forbidden West. I really like the idea of the Horizon games, and I still haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn. So I would like to like this one, but I feel like I need to play the first one first. Would you play the first one now it's coming to PC? It just feels like a dangerous game to start. It's another one of those games that's like dozens of hours, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so there just never seems to be a good time to start a game like that. But maybe I should just do it. And then there was Ratchet and Clank. Is this a remake? No, I don't think so. Oh, this is the Multiple Dimensions one. Yes. Yeah. I've never played any of the Ratchet and Clank games. <laughs> Sorry. I've got like weird giant holes in my gaming repertoire. And then finally I wanted to call out GT7. Gran Turismo 7. Which I thought was very pretty. It's got ray tracing. Yes. I saw some in-depth analysis of the graphics tech and they were pointing out that the ray tracing must be at half resolution and so on. But it does look good. There are other games I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to go through the whole list. Were there any that you wanted to call out? Demon Souls remake. Come on. Demon Souls remake. I know it's weird. Like you're into GT seven, Gran Turismo seven. I'm like, meh, driving. And then I'm like Demon Souls. And you're like, whatever. Don't touch it with a barge pole. Sounds so stressful. Deaths. Ugh. <laughs> it's funny because I did play Demon Souls, but I stopped playing it because it was too stressful. It was just like Dark Souls is a masterpiece. Demon Souls is kind of just like a bit too raw. You know, like Dark Souls kind of got the balance just right between this game is obnoxious, like it's just taking the mick. It's just like, haha, you're dead. You know, Demon Souls was just just too much. It felt, or maybe I just am really bad at it, but the remake, the remake gives me another chance to play it and it will look prettier this time. So maybe, maybe I'll put up with it for longer. And then the presentation finally finished with a bunch of hardware, which is just another way for stores to upsell you. The headphones might be interesting because presumably the magical 3D spatial audio will have been tested very well with those headphones, I would hope. Yeah. I'm a fan usually of the official headphones. You convinced me to buy the PS4 official headphones. They're pretty terrible. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, the headband just disintegrated after a few months. I think I convinced you to buy the PS3 ones. Oh, maybe I've got the PS3 ones, yeah. The PS4 ones are meant to have the funky 3D audio. What, the PS4 ones have 3D audio? Yes. But it doesn't work on many games. Well, we didn't play much together anyway in the end. We, we had that brief period of playing a lot of Destiny. And then... And then you became a sensible adult. I don't know. And I switched back to PC gaming, so... Yeah, we can't, I can't play with you now. 
I can't play Warzone with people who play with play on keyboard and mouse. It's just not fair. What are you saying? That keyboard and mouse is better. I think they just match make everyone together now. I think they've they've stopped segregating it. Yeah, I know. So if I click, if I enable crossplay, oh, I'm so in... you disable crossplay? Yes, I do. Oh, you snob! I'm not. I'm. You just don't want cheaters, I know. Yeah. It's what you do when you have too much advantage. Unlimited power! Just take more, just take more. It is very frustrating when you're doing quite well, and then, yeah, you just get mown down by a cheater. I played a game the other day, there was the most outrageous display of cheating I have ever seen. Sorry, I know this is quite off topic, but it really did bother me. Like, walked over a hill... The guy instantly headshot me and the other guy I was playing with. And then we both got out of the gulag. And as we were parachuting down, he instantly just headshot both of us while we were parachuting, like, in the sky. It was outrageous. Sorry, anyway, moving on. You should play on PlayStation. <laughs> I won't be able to hit anyone. <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually don't know how to play a, a shooter with a controller. I mean, I know I did play a lot of Destiny. But it is a completely different skill set because on a PC, it's all about accuracy. It's all about making very precision movements with the mouse and putting your crosshair over the target and compensating for the recoil. And instinctively, I try and play that way as well with twin sticks. And you can't play that way. I think when using a controller, it's all about snapping, right? It's all about like snapping and letting the auto aim take care of it. Yes. And I can't play like that. I just spend, I mean, I think you've seen me play, you've seen me try and play. I think it was GTA, actually. And you were just like, Mike, why are you so incompetent? Because you could see I was trying to line up the shot and I was just dying constantly. I couldn't even do like the intro mission. And you were just like, just push the button to pop out and it will lock on. I was like, what? And then like, Instantly, it's like, bang, 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 headshot. I was like, this is ridiculous. You're not even aiming. It's brilliant. Yeah, so I just I just don't know how to play that way. Okay, back to hardware. There's going to be a remote, a charging station, and a camera. I've always wanted to buy the remote. <laughs> what? It does something feels wrong about having to use the controller to watch movies. What? what? Why? What? <laughs> what movies <laughs> I'm sorry I'm actually making the confused Jackie Chan meme face but what movies are you watching on your PlayStation no I mean what I mean now is like if I'm using Netflix on my PlayStation or YouTube not really YouTube more Netflix just use it on your phone like a normal person sorry <laughs> the world has moved on <laughs> Probably has. I've got Apple TV now. Exactly. Such a fanboy. I just want to give them all my money. Well, you do that and you tell me if it was worth it. I'm I'm quite curious. It's quite it's actually always quite exciting at the start of a new console generation, right? There's like the promise of, you know, all this stuff. But I I just feel like the last few have been kind of a damp squib because pcs are still so much more powerful you know in the past consoles could do stuff that pcs couldn't or they were sufficiently different that 
the games that came out on console, you know, might not come out on PC. But now the console is just a mid-range PC. Or maybe like a fairly high-end PC that they're selling at a mid-range price. Everything that's going to be done day one on console, you will be able to do day one on PC, basically. So it sounds like you're not very excited. I mean, the exclusives might be exciting. But yeah, I'm not super hyped about anything in particular, to be honest. Okay. So you're going to get one? I'll definitely get one. Disc or no disc? Disc. I need all, you know, I need as big advantage I can get with Warzone. Higher frame rates, higher res, I'll take all of that. I need all of that. Are you going to get a 4K TV? Yes, I don't have a TV at the moment. I'm using a hand-me-down, so I'm ready. Hype? I don't know. Well, I, I want to see it. You can invite me around to see your PlayStation 5. I, you know what, actually? Wh- and, and one more thing... Talking of hardware, I just remembered. The controllers, they're different. They're making us buy new controllers again. I feel like Sony is the only one that does this. That's kind of not exactly true, but it's kind of true. I don't feel the controllers are that different. That's the thing. That's the thing. They're not. It's the same. It's the same controller, but they're making us buy another one. They're calling it like Dual Sense or something now, aren't they? Yep. Just bothers me. They want us to buy basically the same controller again, but with slightly curvier shapes. And they won't let us use the old controllers. Yeah. I mean, in contrast, Microsoft will. Yes. So we've not seen the UI, but like you, I guess we're not that excited about the UI. I mean, it can surely only be better than what we've got, unless they're truly insane. Your true colours really have become apparent in the in the last 15, 20 minutes. What do you mean? You really are like, you believe in the PC Master Race, clearly. PC gaming snob. Yes, I know. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's just, it's funny because, you know, I did stray from the fold and I, I actually played quite a lot of PS4 during the whole Windows 8 era because it was just so terrible. I mean, I know I sound like some weird entitled man-child when I say that, but I really did not like using my PC during that whole period. But recently, yes, I am mostly playing PC games again. You can you can come over day one, but, you know, we're playing the same games you're playing on PC, if I'm honest. You're going to get a GT7, surely? It won't be there day one. No? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. So basically, day one, what will we be playing? Warzone. Cyberpunk. So, oh, really? It's going to be... I don't be... know. Uh, we'll see. GTA 5, you'll buy it again. Yep. <laughs> will, will you really? It'd be so sad if I got you around to say, oh, we're playing GTA 5 again. Yeah, but maybe <laughs> I can see the load times. That'll be exciting. <laughs> Should we move on to Microsoft? Yeah, let's move on. Let's suppose that you were able every night to dream any dream you wanted to dream. 
and that you could have the power within one night to dream 75 years of time. And you would naturally, as you began on this adventure of dreams, fulfill all your wishes. But now let's, um, let's have a surprise. Let's have a dream which is... So just a quick one, Microsoft, since they've had no official press conference or presentation, there's talk of a second console to be launched this year as part of their new generation. This is the code name Lockhart or the Xbox Series S. This is an interesting one. Why have they delayed it? Delayed it? Why have they not announced anything? So I heard some speculation about this that was quite interesting. So the rumor is that this Lockhart console is kind of a cut down Xbox Series X. So it has the same tech in it in terms of like processor architecture and storage architecture and so on, but just less of it. So like the clock speed is lower, fewer cores, whatever. And as a result, it's probably comparable or less powerful even than an Xbox One X. But it does have all the latest, you know, instruction set, GPU rendering, stuff it's just it's much less powerful and why might you do this so a lot of people can't actually tell the difference between 1080p and 4k oh exactly and so a lot of people are not bothering to buy a 4k tv and if you're not rendering stuff at 4k you don't need the full fat xbox series x and so this lower spec xbox is basically an xbox series x targeting 1080p instead of 4k and then the other crazy speculation i heard was if microsoft really want to shake things up they could make it diskless so you have to buy everything through their store which means they can kind of gauge much more accurately the profit they're going to make per purchase because you know, they don't have to contend with people just buying secondhand discs and then making a loss on the hardware and not making anything on the games. Like They know that you're going to buy the games from them. Or even Game Pass. You know, they've gone the subscription model now. So maybe they'll sell this at a really heavy loss or even something crazy like you can buy it for free if you commit to like X years of something of Game Pass. You know, maybe you'll, if you buy a one-year Game Pass subscription, then you get the console for free. You know, there could be something crazy like that. So that was some of the speculation I read online about it. I think that could be really interesting. Yeah, like you said, having that flexibility on the pricing, it means you can really be, I say, more aggressive on the Xbox Series X. More, more aggressive meaning price it more appropriately, as in make it more expensive. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what they do with it. Shall we move on? Sure. The other platform holder that was absent is Nintendo. And there's a real big problem with Nintendo. They could announce something in the next 30 minutes. Yeah, Nintendo have a habit 
of just suddenly announcing Nintendo Direct tomorrow and then loads of new news comes out. So who knows when we're going to find out about Nintendo. And while there's no news, there has to be news because this year is a new console year. So there has to be some sort of push from Nintendo to keep people focused on them, I hope. I don't know. I don't know. Because like Nintendo is not playing the same game as everyone else. Like because Nintendo is not chasing pixel counts, is not chasing high fidelity or ray tracing or whatever. So it kind of doesn't matter. Like it's I mean I'm not saying this is the case, but like Nintendo could almost just never release a new console and just keep selling the Switch. And that would kind of be okay. You know, if Nintendo didn't release another console for five years, I think they could get away with it. Yes. So it doesn't need a new console, but it needs people to buy Nintendo. Breath of the Wild 2. I want to know about Breath of the Wild 2. That's what I mean. It has to have something to for the holidays. They haven't announced your Mario remakes. Which you're softening to. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I, I actually did say in the end I thought they probably would do it. But I still want a prize if they don't. <laughs> I mean, they say you can't have your cake and eat it, but you can still stamp your foot and say, but I, I want another cake then. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really curious when we're going to get the announcement. Just something from Nintendo. So there's July and then there's Gamescom in August. So it has to be within the next two months. Because after that, it's winter. I say winter, I mean it's autumn and it's the run up to Christmas. We did get some Pokemon announcements. We did. A new Pokemon Snap. Are you excited for this? Nope. Did you play the original? Nope. Yeah, me neither. But you're excited for it? Not really. I don't really get it. I I know I do kind of like weird games, but I don't really understand this one. You're just taking photos of Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's nothing else to understand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I just don't think I would find it fun, personally. I think I'd just find it stressful or annoying because you're you're on a little... I don't know if you know what is fun or stressful to yourself, for you, to you. Well, no, because you're on rails, right? Oh, that's frustrating. And you're throwing apples out to try and bait Pokemon to take the perfect photo of them. And then if you miss the shot, you just got to start again on a new, like, on rails journey through the safari park or whatever. I don't know. I just think I would find it annoying. But what you won't find annoying is the other game they've announced. (laughs) This one was funny because they were like, there's a Pokemon MOBA and they sent me the link and I looked at the link and I was like, oh, Tencent. And then they replied, yeah, that's what I thought as well. You know, the friend that originally sent me this. So, yes, it's made by Tencent. It's a mobile game. It's a MOBA. It's a mobile MOBA. But Tencent is very good at microtransactioning you to death, from what I understand. I wouldn't know because I've never actually played any Tencent games. It's even mean. They're really good at microtransactioning you to death. It's just... Because mobile games are huge in China. And Tencent is basically the biggest games company in China. 
Like if anybody knows how to psychologically manipulate you into buying microtransactions, it's them. You could have just said they're evil, but you've actually tried to make them sound smart. Business savvy. So, yeah. Evil geniuses. Yes. It's like you wish you were a Tencent. <laughs> I wish I was making like a hundred billion dollars. Yes. <laughs> it's like, but you'd have to sell your soul. You'd have to sell microtransactions. And it's like, everyone's got a price. Mine's a hundred billion dollars. <laughs> Love this town, the city of endless opportunity. Ready to get your cherry popped? Yeah, come on. City like any other, just bigger. Nah, mano, not just any other city. Legends are born here. The major leagues. We're only here because Dex is pulling the strings. Doubt that puts us in the same league as them. But we are. They just don't know it yet. But if you got the cojones and you know how to use them, you can do damn near anything. Unless you catch a bull. Even then, you go out with a bang, right? You know, you can make heaps more eddies as a motivational speaker. Yo, Mr. V, a pleasure. So what's the game? Okay, so let's start with the third parties. We can start with Cyberpunk 2077, CD Projekt Red. <laughs> Good. I was about to say, that's not a third party, but then you, you corrected yourself. Just in time Good. before my pedanticness, pedantry, what's the word, was able to get in there. I've known you long enough. So th- loads of new gameplay stuff has come out of Cyberpunk 2077 just in the past week or two. And also a whole bunch of you know online gaming outlets and YouTubers and whoever have actually had a chance to play it hands-on as well. So there's suddenly loads of new cyberpunk info. I guess the hype machine is starting up, right? They need everyone to be maximally hyped by the time it lands in a few months. It's looking really good. It is looking really good. From my understanding, they were all playing it remotely. I have no idea, actually. As usual, I'm getting most of my news from you. And so the I'll occasional tell you, YouTube yeah, video. I'll tell you, obviously, because of coronavirus, they were playing it, they're all playing it remotely. That makes sense. So it's actually a very interesting setup, actually. So they were doing what, like Google Stadia type thing? I believe so, yeah. So I guess it was all running on PCs, if it's all looking that swanky. Well, I don't think we saw anyone's direct capture of gameplay. I think they released some pre-canned footage and then maybe people got to play it, but they weren't allowed to capture the gameplay themselves. So what have we learned? Sounds like there will be origin stories in a similar vein to Dragon Age Origins. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. So you choose the origin, like the background for your character, and that also determines the prologue mission. So you can be a nomad, which are kind of Mad Max-esque in the wilderness car people and then you drive to Night City you can be a street kid which means you grew up on the streets of Night City and you know it really well and you get into trouble etc or you can be a corporate person who I don't know 
Is that like us? <laughs> but in the future. No comment. So from what I heard, people are quite negative on the Corpo origin path. Really? It's, it's interesting because that's the only one there's no footage of, as far as I can tell. Like, watching the videos I was able to find on YouTube, there's one that's very obviously the Nomad start. There's one that's the Street Kid start. And I couldn't see anything for the Corpo start. Because no one really wants to aspire to be a... Where's the story there, right? Where's the... How is that an amazing origin story? I was really... Well, I was really curious about the Corpo story. I've got to say, maybe it's because of my first-hand experience, but I was really curious how you would fall from the corporate lifestyle to evidently being, you know, some street hacker, thug-type person, some fixer, you know, like, whatever you end up being in Cyberpunk 2077. Because in the game proper, you're obviously doing these missions and living on the wrong side of the law you know, doing all this crazy stuff. But that's very at odds with the corporate lifestyle of dress in a suit, go to the office, use buzzwords. I think you really, you, yeah, you've said it quite well. So what it's, is the fall from grace? I'm really yes. curious, right? Is it is it like you go to the office one day and someone makes you the wrong kind of latte and you lose it or something <laughs> and you get sent to HR? That would be quite anticlimactic. <laughs> Or you'd have to lead some weird double life for, I don't know, I guess it's just a prologue, so they can't really... Yeah, I'm sure that you lose your position. Yeah. But then again, I, it could be really boring, like maybe you're just an intern, maybe you're just an intern and you have no real power, you know, you're not an exec. And so maybe, maybe the corpo star is like the street rat star, except that you're running around making coffee for people instead of jacking cars, and that is really lame. Okay, so you're telling me that there is information about the Corpo prologue mission online. It's just that people didn't like it. They didn't choose it. Mm, okay. Because like you said, it's it's not like you have to suffer a fall from grace. There's no like natural progression from, you know, from the very bottom. That's and it's not, super it's not curious, a pure yeah. upward trajectory, is it? Exactly. You're not sticking it to the man. You are the man. You are the man until someone makes you the wrong coffee and then you get written up on HR charges or something. Like, yeah, I want to know. I'm really curious. Just because I realize now that the experience of working in a giant mega corporation is actually something that a lot of people don't have. Like, I read some book where they were trying to portray like some corporate mega dystopia and a lot of it was like oh yeah it's just like work you know like this is this is like what it's really like in a giant corporation and other bits of course were like no we totally wouldn't go and you know suck out all the oxygen from a space station or something but you know some of it like the meetings and the buzzwords and the some of it's really quite true so i'm really curious i'm really curious how they will portray it Shall we talk about the brain dance gameplay? I thought this was super cool. I'm quite hyped for this. This is basically Return of the Obra Dinn, but just as like a mini game. But it's like the detective detective mode, right? You're like you're trying to piece together what happened in a scene. I think there's a lot of potential for this. Like I can see it being really, really fun. 
Well, maybe I just realized that I actually really like kind of these detective kind of puzzle games. So, you know, just imagine if you don't have to go in guns blazing, you can get a brain dance dump from someone who was there and then figure out a better way or, you know, get the information from that instead and avoid going to the place in person and feel like a genius. Sounds like you've managed to sell it. Yeah, there's a lot of potential, Fine. I think. I guess with every sort of brain dance scene segment, there has to be some payoff. If you know you're going in with something to achieve, that will make your mission easier. I guess it makes sense. Well, I almost think it's better if they don't, though. Right? Like, I think it's better if there's just a load of these brain dance dumps out there. And finding the needle in the haystack... Like realizing, hey, this is an important dump and I should watch this one and I can get something from it is is better than if there's like five of them. And so when you get one, it's precious and you know there's something important in it. It would be better if there's just like loads of them and a lot of them are just like, oh, another robbery or another dodgy sex scene or something. You know, it's like whatever. And then finding the clue in that scene is the thing that's important. But it's not obvious that it's there. That's going to be the real payoff rather than, you know, every single one of them is important and you have to pour over it microscopically. But you have to pour over it microscopically in your interpretation as well, because you wor- you're worried that you might miss something. No, but, but that's the thing. I think it's, it's going to be something like realizing that, oh, this person was there at that time. So the, the dump of this, you know, this dump of like, a convenience store robbery happens to coincide with this important event that I knew happened. And so I'm going to look for a brain dance of this robbery to see if that person happened to see, you know, something that happened in the building across the street or something, you know, like maybe I'm explaining it poorly, but you know, I know, I know, I know. You, I'm just you'll want to go into it in detail, but it will almost be better if there's loads of them. And they're like, maybe loads of them are procedurally generated. Maybe even the important one will be procedurally generated so it doesn't stand out from all the noise. I'm interested to see how they do it. I'm possibly overthinking it. Yeah. I'm really curious. I really liked liked that walkthrough of the brain dance. I thought it was cool. I mean, you could argue it's nothing new. Other games have done stuff like this before. But the way it was presented, I thought was excellent. I'm just scared of being in a place where I've only got 30 minutes after work and I'm just going to spend 30 minutes watching a rain dance sequence and have nothing to come out of it. Yeah, maybe maybe you should just go... You can just go and guns blazing. It's fine. You should just play GT7, Ting. You, you, you go and play <laughs> GT7. <laughs> you leave these games for, for... No, no, no. I think you don't... But that's the thing. You don't have to go down this path. You can solve all your problems by punching. Yeah, I might just go punching. Actually, that was the other thing I wanted to ask, or I thought was a bit unclear. What exactly is this game? I know this is a really dumb thing to say, but like, is this like Skyrim or is this like Deus Ex? If there is even a distinction there. Like, you know, Skyrim... Obviously, it's swords, but or, or Fallout, then you know, or Outer Worlds, then 
you know, is it a kind of open world sandboxy kind of game with missions? Or is it like a Deus Ex immersive sim? Which you could argue is kind of the same, but I think the level of detail or the fidelity is just like turned up another notch. Or is it both? You know, is it the Deus Ex level of gameplay with the Skyrim level of open world? It can't be. Yeah, I'm super curious. I, I think people have said that it's it's not like GTA 5 in scale or it's not like Skyrim in scale. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, maybe there's some more write-ups online about it or maybe we'll just have to find out when we play it. But as things stand now, there's a lot of potential because there is no... Yeah, well, this is this is the hype. Like, when you don't know, anything's possible. So excited for this. Excited and scared because am I really going to play this? Am I really going to go all in? But once I do start, if the game does grab me, I probably will... I probably will finish it. Like I did finish Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I think that ended up being like 40 plus hours. So I don't, I don't want to be there when you're spending countless nights up till 3am. I don't want to be on the other end of that. Yeah, that is the danger. (laughs) Maybe, maybe we'll still be in Corona lockdown and I'll just take two weeks off to play it instead. Cause I won't be able to go anywhere. Two weeks off to, (laughs) Two weeks off to do your side project, yes. <laughs> That's right. My side project of finishing Cyberpunk 2077. I wonder if my laptop can handle it. I'll just go on holiday and I'll play it <laughs> holiday. That would be a waste. It could be okay. You could go to a resort. You can go to a resorty place. I could go to the Atari Hotel. Is that still opening? <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm Greg Miller, and welcome to EA Play. We had an incredible show in LA planned for you. Huge stage, massive setup, these giant monitors. I was gonna fly in on an X-Wing. I was gonna land the X-Wing on stage. I was gonna set off a bunch of fireworks. Then what? T-shirt cannon, bam, shooting out game consoles. Then Carol Baskin, some tigers. That last part was all me. Then, because of circumstances beyond our control, we had to come up with something a little different. Instead of L.A., I'm in my hometown of San Francisco, but we still have the Tigers. What's that, Jane? No Tigers. So you lied. Oh, all right. I'm being told there are no Tigers, but whatever. We're still going to bring you the EA. So one publisher that did do a presentation and traditionally does do a presentation is EA. A few, a few, a few, what, what should I say, highlights? But nothing. Actually, I don't want to give too much opinion. A few highlights from EA. EA Games are now on Steam. Yep. They're back. Which you pinged me about like a few weeks before, I think. Yeah, I noticed that EA Games were on Steam again. And I messaged you and said, is this news or were were they always there? And I just forgot. And you were like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's news. They're back. I was like, oh, okay. I guess they've given up on Origin. I guess so. Or they'd rather Steam one than Epic. I don't know. They just need the sales. I don't really know. I do think that Origin has been underinvested in versus Steam and even Epic. Like the Epic Game Store is really coming along very 
rapidly. But what did you expect? You you can't compare. You must know the Epic investment is massive on the game store, and Steam has just been doing it for so long. Well, Valve has all that Steam money. Epic has all that Fortnite money. EA should really have a lot of money from a lot of things. Yeah, but I guess they don't want to spend it. They're not a PC games maker. Can I say that? Yeah. I can say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, that. they don't care. It's not their primary platform, right? Yeah, it's an afterthought for them, really. Anyway, next, Star Wars Squadrons. So I heard a lot of hype about this. I just watched the trailer vid that they released. Looks good. Hard to tell how good it will really be, but it looks good. I mean, I think space flight games kind of went out of fashion, unfortunately. And then the ones we've got now are just really hardcore, right? Like you've got Elite Dangerous, you've got Star Citizen. But we haven't had any kind of like dogfighty. I mean, the thing is, like, I don't want it to be too arcadey. But a bit less simulation-y than, you know, like Elite Dangerous. Because, do you ever play Free Space or Free Space 2? Nope. That game was great. Like, that game is obviously, like, really old now. Like, more than a decade old. But, you know, that, that game, you piloted fighters. There were capital ships. And, like, when the capital ships fired their capital ship weapons, like, you really felt it. You know, it was intense. And that game, that game looked good for the time, but looks kind of terrible now. But this game looks good for now. You know, like this game looks good. And did you ever play X-Wing or TIE Fighter? Like the, you know, in the 90s? No. The only flight sim or flight space flight type game was Wing Commander. Oh, yeah, Wing Commander then. Perfect similar kind of concept there's a story you're influencing the story by how well you're dogfighting piloting these ships and there is kind of a light simulation aspect to it right it's not like an arcade game where it's just pew 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 in the fire round you know you do have to balance your shields your engines and worry about that kind of stuff too i don't really remember worrying about that kind of stuff I think it was in Wing Commander, but maybe not to the extent it was in X-Wing and TIE Fighter. Because in X-Wing and TIE Fighter, you could literally control the power that was rooted to your shields versus your engines versus your weapons. And you could also rebalance your shields. So, you know, if you were taking a lot of hits from the front, but none behind, you could flip your shield so that all of your shield power, all of your remaining shield power was just at the front, for example. You know, you could rebalance your shields however you wanted. Or if you needed more speed, you could literally cut power to your shields and cut power to your weapons and just put it all in the engines. But the residual like capacity of the shields and your weapons would still be there. So you could shoot while they were discharging. You could still fire a few more shots while going at screamingly fast speed. You know, there was there was cool stuff you could do like that. It seems like that's the case also with squadrons, right? Yeah, I mean I mean I'm sure they must have played or been aware of X-Wing and TIE Fighter and have tried to capture at least some of that, if not all of it. So 
you know they know they know what people well they know what really old people were expecting from an x-wing or a tie fighter game so yeah i think it it actually looks surprisingly really good should we move on so the the other announcement i wanted to talk about was joseph harris's next game from his hazel light studios can you give me some more background on who Joseph Fares is? He's the guy who made Brothers. So that's the game where you control one brother with each analog stick on a control stick. It's like one player controlling two characters. I don't know if that's really... I don't know. I don't know the game. Or I suppose you can play two players as well. I played it with me controlling both characters. And also a way out. Yep. So that's another game where you're two brothers and you're trying to break out of prison? You're two dudes. You're not brothers. Oh, okay. I, I haven't played this one, but you have. Yeah, I've played that. that. That sold over a million copies. And he's also the guy who said F the Oscars in the Game Awards, right? Did he? <laughs> I, I, okay. Well, okay. I didn't know that. What, why did he say F the Oscars? Because it's all about the games. You know, he was at the Game Awards. Games are better than films. So screw the Oscars. Was he nominated for an Oscar? Uh, A Game Award he was, I believe. Wait, so he was nominated for a Game Award at the Game Awards? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. But So he wasn't nominated for an Oscar. He was just saying the Game Awards are better better than than the Oscars. Not that he got nominated for both and he just blew off the Oscars to attend the Game Awards. (laughs) You never know. Oh, come might, on. There might be some Oscar for, I don't know, yeah, right, I'm making it Come up. on, in the future, when you're, Osc- when you're nominated for both the Game Award and an Oscar, you're not going to go on the Game Awards and say, screw you, screw you to your Academy Award. I mean, you might if you were a really fundamentalist. You probably wouldn't, though. <laughs> Are you fundamentalist? No. <laughs> it's, not good to be fun- it's not good to be fundamentalist about anything. Except PC gaming be better. I'm, I'm kidding. Not even that. So what's his next game? Let me guess. You're two, you're two dudes. And <laughs> you control one on each. No, it's fine. Sorry. Sorry, yes. I don't have a good explanation. Well, from the name, it takes two. I assume it is another two simultaneous characters doing stuff game. Yes. You play Rose, a young girl whose parents may be close to divorce. You and her pal control the dolls she creates to represent her mum and dad. And it's a co-op action platformer. So it's unraveled, too. Basically. That's not fair. (laughs) Isn't this literally what Unraveled's about? It's a co-op action platformer, and you're two balls of yarn that have magically been brought to life by someone's imagination (laughs) or something. Yes, okay, fine. Are you excited for this? You like this guy's games? I liked the way out. It was just so intentional in its in what it wanted to achieve. It's like we're going to do all this cringy, old school co op stuff. Even if it's really cliched. We'll do it because when it comes to co op games, you need you have to commit to it. Do you know what? Do you know what I mean? The co op sections are always like an afterthought, but he's like. I'm going to do it. I don't care if it's pushing the boundaries of game design or not. <laughs> it's just every single two-player co-op cliche. Yeah, so it's like L2, R2, L2, R2. And, you know, you're just timing it with 
whoever you're playing it with and you're just spinning the left stick in rhythm and it, is it pushing the boundaries no <laughs> but is it fun yes so you're going to get this one or you're going to keep an eye on it at least I'll keep an eye on it I didn't finish the way out because it did get really <laughs> <laughs> it just got it really get if tight. I have to push L2 one more time sod out April can you sort <laughs> Because it's, it's like, for instance, like, I wouldn't imagine us choosing to play a way out ahead of everything else out there. Okay. We'd rather play Gears of War. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> did we ever finish Gears of War? We did, didn't we? We never, we, we finished the first two. Yeah. Mm. I think that was enough, to be honest. There's like five of them now. Five? Six? More than I can be bothered to play. You didn't really like it anyway. It was alright. Apart from the plot. That was dumb. Whatever. We we should talk about the thing they didn't announce. They did not announce a Mass Effect Trilogy remaster. Which I'm still surprised by. It's too soon. Too soon. How can it be too soon? It's going to be too late at some point. Was Mass Effect that good? I guess it was pretty good. But I'm not sure it was that good. I've not heard anyone say anything bad about Mass Effect, except the the ending to the third game. I've still yet to play the third game. I did start it, and then my Xbox died. I remember you saying it's on PC, so it doesn't need a remaster. Did I say that? I mean, it does yep. sound like the sort of thing I would say. <laughs> just, well, you could remaster it, just ray trace all the things. Ray trace, maybe that's what they want, they're trying to do, ray tracing all the things. That's right. They're they're just waiting for more rays. It's going to be a PS5.5 exclusive. I don't know. Next? Next. Ubisoft have a upcoming event next week. I think actually it's July the 12th, the UB Forward. I mean, by the time this episode is released, it will probably have happened like yesterday or something. <laughs> So, You've got a week, Mike. You've got a week. So we haven't seen what's in this presentation at the time we record. But there will be interesting things they will be talking about. I'm 100% sure. Those being Watch Dogs Legion, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and more of their Hyperscape BR game. Yes, a new BR and we could go through a whole ton of speculative things they could announce, but we can do that after the fact. Yeah, I, I just think there's no point in us speculating because literally, by the time the app comes out, <laughs> we'll, we'll just be wrong. <laughs> There'll be no time for our, our prediction to stand as a prediction. So, uh, are you hyped for any of these? Are you excited? Yeah. Watch Dogs Legion, Assassin's Creed. I think Ubisoft's ability to make worlds build worlds will really push PS5 I haven't played a Ubisoft game for a really long time actually not even Far Cry not even Far Cry I've never played a Far Cry game but I do like the idea of Watch Dogs Legion just because it's set in London I'm really curious how they portray London and I'm also curious how they're going to innovate on the Battle Royale formula. Yeah. 
I think it's done by the studio that put together Rainbow Six Siege. So that could genuinely be really good. Oh, Rainbow Six Siege. Okay, I did play Rainbow Six Siege. I suppose that's a Ubisoft game then. But it's not an open world game. No. One last thing. The mixer shut down. Ooh, out of left field. The mixer shut down. Surprise! We didn't say we were going to talk about this. No one knew mixers were shutting down. Not even the people on Mixer. <laughs> Basically, like, the Mixer partners found out after everyone else, pretty much. Like, people on their streams were messaging them going, so what do you think about the shutdown? And they're going, what? <laughs> and they're now partnering with Facebook Gaming. So, I think a bunch of Mixer partners, assuming that's what they're called on Mixer, you know, the people, the people who get paid for streaming you know, can collect subscription money and so on. A whole bunch of them have been invited to migrate onto Facebook gaming and maintain their partner status. And then I think they're making it easy for you to move from Mixer to Facebook gaming. But I don't know, in my mind, they're really different. I think there's been some backlash with moving to Facebook gaming. Yeah, unsurprisingly. Like Facebook, Facebook gaming is like a completely different beast because it's, it's just Facebook, right? Whereas Mixer had its own identity as a as a streaming thing. Facebook gaming is just, it's just Facebook. I feel, you know, it's like part of Facebook. It's just going to be in the Facebook feed. I don't know. I'm quite negative about Facebook, but not so negative as to have uninstalled it. Like a lot of people. Cause if you think about it, Facebook can, has a lot of your personal information, potentially, if you've used it in that way. And obviously if you're going to move over there as a streamer, they're going to link those two things up. And you're going to have a hell of a time trying to segregate those two lives. Yeah. And, you know, as even you have discovered, like trying to make another Facebook profile these days is really hard. They don't want you to to make a profile that's segregated just for this one thing. They want you to link it to your real identity. You know, and I don't like that. And I think you don't like that either. No, I don't want you to know my address or where I've been I, recently. <laughs> I mean... The other thing that's funny is I heard that not all of the Mixer partners did get invited to move on to Facebook gaming. So apparently there were some awkward conversations where people were getting together to talk about what they were going to do. And then half of them discovered that they had been invited and the other half discovered they hadn't. Also, Shroud and Ninja, they signed exclusivity contracts with Mixer, right? They got given tens of millions of dollars to stream exclusively on Mixer and now they've just been released from their contracts they're like yeah you can go back to Twitch enjoy your money oh so they paid them up front not rolling contracts I think so well, there you go I might be wrong about that I mean this is all just no. internet hearsay what you said sound better let's go with that who needs facts I make the facts Thank you know it's <laughs> So long as it's fun, it doesn't matter if it's true or false. Post facts, etc. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the world we live in. It's 2020. <laughs> Be grateful. Be grateful we're still here. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please, please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. 
on Twitch as Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else? Reddit slash r slash Lost Levels Club. So, Mike, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful for Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga. (laughs) (laughs) This is crazy. There's a straight-to-Netflix movie with Will Ferrell in about Eurovision. (laughs) Like, this actually is kind of mind-blowing because I think if you're not from Europe, Eurovision probably means nothing to you it's like this crazy contest where every country in europe makes a song and competes to see who has the best song but the song is from like the style of music is from it's like europop it's like very specifically yeah they they tend to always sing in english funnily enough despite the fact that it's supposed to be a song for europe everyone hates the uk so the uk always gets no points (laughs) There's a lot of funny stuff about the Eurovision Song Contest. Anyway, Will Ferrell apparently is a fan and has made this comedy movie, Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga. What nationality is Will Ferrell? In real life? In this film. Oh, in this film, he's Icelandic. (laughs) So he's part of a duo, Fire Saga. The other half is Rachel McAdams. So the two of them... Yeah, the two of them sing in the Eurovision Song Contest. It's it's kind of terrible, but it's also hilarious. And I just like films where people burst out into song. There's an amazing scene in the middle of it called The Song Along. So good. They actually have a load of past Eurovision contestants. And they all just are there in the scene and they just join and sing this song. So Michael says bye. Bye bye. You should watch Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga. It's really good.